the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to Worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having a great day, evening, weekend, whenever it is you might be sitting down to this, sitting down to listen to this. Now, you have heard me talk about how great independent wrestling is. Um, you can go to a local show and see some incredible athletes performing some fantastic moves, fantastic matches, and just great storytelling. All of this encapsulated right in your backyard. Well, the past couple of years out in the West Coast, the my guest this week has taken the West by storm. I mean, he has everyone across Canada talking, and I'm very excited to talk to my guest today. Joining me this week on the Greenmaker Wrestling Podcast is Leon Lacombo. Leon, how's it going? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. What's uh, what's the weather like out in uh, BC right now? Uh, it's a little chilly out, but it's also it's just uh, the sun starting to come out as well. Yeah. So it's a little bit of uh, it's a little bit of a mix of of wind. It's cold and it's also like yeah, pretty it, sunny it, as well. Typical BC yeah. weather where you get the cold and the hot all in one like one yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. Literally all in one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> one take, yeah. like when I was, you know, talking by talking through my intro, I mean, the past couple of years have really been something special for you. Like you have made quite the name for yourself without really leaving the West Coast, really. So like when you yeah. look back, I mean, like it's it's been quite the couple of years so far. Yeah, it really has been. Uh, it's been it's been a roller coaster for for I want to say. This is actually going on two years this month since I dabbled into this world of uh, pro professional wrestling. So it's it's been a, a lot's happened in the short amount of time I've been doing this. So it's yeah. Now, uh, was professional wrestling like when you were a kid growing up? Was that something you were interested? In? Were you watching a lot of it on TV? Oh yeah, I, w I was just like every other kid. Um, yeah, I started watching when I was eight years old. Um, I didn't immediately want to become a wrestler. I was just, I was just one of those fans. Like I would just tune in every week, watch every single show that I could. Um, it wasn't until the age of like 16, like I think right when I got into my teen years, basically is when I made the decision that, okay, yes, this is finally, yes, this is what I want to do. But mm -hmm. I, yeah, but uh, I did start like at a at a relatively young age, eight years old. But yeah, it wasn't like an immediate thing. Yeah, you weren't eight year old, eight years old, thinking like I'm going to be a wrestler. It was like just being a fan at that point. Yeah, yeah. basically just like enjoying it. Like, yeah. I growing up, were you doing much uh, sports wise as a as a kid? Yeah, I I, I started. Uh, I started my sporting, like, like, yeah, doing sports. Uh, I want to say my first actual sport was, uh, well, it wasn't like, it was kind of just like high school, well, not sorry, not high school, like just schooling, mm -hmm. right? Like, um, uh, I think I was, uh, I want to say basketball at the age of like 10 years old, I think was the first sport I did. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And, uh, 
Yeah, I was I was into sports earlier on to say the least. Yeah, because like you do, you have a few brothers, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I'm imagining like all of you are just out there, you know, doing whatever, like basketball, football, any of that stuff as kids. Yeah. 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 Um. So you did not grow up in BC, correct? You moved there. No, I I was originally born in Quebec. Uh, we moved we moved here in. Uh, 97 uh okay. i was uh a couple months old when we moved in so yeah i did i did grow up in bc yeah okay uh but originally born in Quebec. okay so i mean like i was i was doing some research on you checking out facebook checking out you know instagram all of that sort of stuff you know like i do for any guest and i mean like you are no stranger to competition because i mean you were like in bodybuilding physique competitions correct yes so what kind of spurred you to get into that? Uh, well, I got into fitness at, uh, like, I started really working out and taking it serious at the age of, like, 17. And uh, I saw I saw results relatively early. Uh, I was just, I was a scrawny kid. Like, mm-hmm. when I, I think when, when I first started weightlifting, I was, I want to say, like, 160, 150 maybe. Mm-hmm. So I was very, I was very small. Um, and a friend got me into, into weightlifting and I originally, I wasn't into it. And then eventually he just, it was one of those things where he just kept pushing me, you know, just like, you know what I mean? Um, and so I just, you know, I did it out of peer pressure to start off. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, eventually I saw results like, actually I saw it like pretty early. I like within a couple weeks of training and, and then that's when the addiction uh, of weightlifting uh, came in. And so I just kept going and I was consistent every single week I was in the gym. And then uh, it got to a point where everyone was noticing like, okay, this guy's really packing on some size. And, uh, <laughs> and then it got to a point where I was starting to hear talks of like, you should compete, you should compete. And I didn't, I didn't know what that was. I didn't even know what competing was like for bodybuilding. Right. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the more I heard it, the more I was like, okay, this is obviously, this is a clear sign and I should, you know, I should get into this. I should try to see what this world of bodybuilding is all about. Cause I never really knew much about like posing and, you know, just, just that world of bodybuilding. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. Long story short, I, I, I gave into that. I was okay. You know what? Let's, I don't want to waste my genetics just working out in the gym, you know, not doing anything about it. I want to like, go into you know actually like uh test myself right and so i did that and uh it was it was just again it was just out of peer pressure right yes. <laughs> it, was, it was out of people saying hey you know you know I was like, okay let, let's see what this is about you know and it's, i did it and yeah. it's kind of funny because i know like when i first started going to the gym one of the things was like, I'm just like, cause I was always a bigger kid growing up and, you know, and then, you know, you start losing weight, going to the gym and all this, you, st- you start seeing results and that makes you want to keep going. And yeah. my thing was like, Hey, I'm going to go to the gym because like, Hey, the girls are going to like, you know, seeing the muscles and all that. And like you go to oh, the yeah. gym and you get the muscles and it's like, no, no, it's the bros that appreciate that because they see exactly. the work. <laughs> oh yeah. It's the, com- the complete opposite of, of what you would expect. Right. It's just it's so funny. Yeah. even even to this day you know like i've got buddies at the gym who it's like yeah let's see how much we can lift you know like we're going all out yeah. because like they're the ones that care nobody else but we have fun with it so yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, what was it like with the, cause I mean, it's a lot of work to do, you know, the physique, the bodybuilding when it came down to like, you know, your fitness and your eating, how stressful was that? What was all of that like? Yeah, it was, it was definitely something that I have at that point in time, it was definitely something I've never done, uh, having to deprive myself from eating the stuff that I'm normally used to eating and eating the amount that I could, that I usually eat. Mm -hmm. Uh, the fact that I had to like cut down on all of that and not and pretty, pretty much eat half of what I like basically not eat as much. Cause you got to look a certain way, right. You gotta, mm -hmm. you gotta cut down and you know, cause if you're just constantly eating, uh, your body fat percentage increases and you won't have like that aesthetic look you know mm -hmm. what i mean you won't have that you know your, your abs won't show because you're just you know you're overeating and stuff so yeah sorry i just i think audio cut out there but yeah um so no it, it was definitely it was definitely um uh very challenging to say the least mm -hmm. very challenging uh i didn't like it one bit no it's <laughs> from being honest like it, yeah. it has to take a toll like physically and mentally on you too because like yeah there, there are times where like you know kind of having to hold back and like pushing you know like hey you might really want something but like you can't you got a competition yeah. you're training and it's like that can it can do a number on you mentally it definitely it, it, and it and it, i i found that out the hard way for sure mm -hmm. uh a lot of things had to change like my lifestyle you know i've just uh you know well, mainly just the lifestyle of eating. My 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 lifestyle of eating had to change, mm -hmm. and uh, I didn't uh, the pro the whole process I didn't like. But it was it was it was like, I think the end result was was what was most satisfying. Like getting finally getting on stage on, mm -hmm. after how, all that hard work. So. How many competitions did you take part in? Honestly, no. I, I people think that I've done like that I was like some kind of pro at this, but this yeah. was only like, this was honestly a local, I only did like three shows to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, it was all like, it was just, yeah, it was, it was just small, smaller. Sh like the first show I did was, was small. It wasn't that many people that were in the same class as I was that competed with me. Mm -hmm. Um, but the second show that I did was a little bit more like, top tier i guess it was mm -hmm. uh called the Vance city showdown okay and uh yeah and i i did pretty good on that sh the two shows uh the first two shows and then the third one was like a little bit more higher ranking uh mm -hmm. called popeyes yes and uh that one i didn't quite win i won the i won my class but i didn't win the overall okay so yeah um and uh, I was going to do more shows after that, but COVID kind of took over and I, I never really got back into it. Mm -hmm. I mean, COVID did a number on a lot of people, you know, whether it's their interest, work, personal lives, all of that. So, I mean, it, it kind of held you back from continuing in bodybuilding. But, I mean, you mentioned two, year, two years this month. I think you said that, you know, you started professional wrestling, correct? Yes. So at least that is something coming out of COVID that you've been able to partake in. Yes. Yeah. So 
what was it, uh, you know, that finally allowed you to pull the trigger on deciding, Hey, I'm going to become a wrestler. It's, it's something that I've, uh, that I've even like before bodybuilding, it was something that I was actually, uh, uh, I was kind of already doing that prior to bodybuilding, but it was, it was more so just like, I was just training. It wasn't more, it wasn't, it wasn't doing it like in front of audiences, like mm -hmm. how I do it now. Okay. Yeah. So I was, I was doing, I was training for, for two years on and off. Um, it was just hard to get out the training all the time. And it was, it, I just, I had a lot of things going on in my life at that time. So it, it was, uh, that's why I didn't really proceed with it that much. Um, but I wanted to keep, I wanted to do it, but bodybuilding was gotten away. I wanted to kind of try that. That didn't go for a lot, for a while. That didn't happen. That, uh, that didn't uh, last, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I knew eventually I was going to go back to wrestling because that was my, that's always my number one passion. And so I uh, eventually I decided, okay, once COVID is going to end, once all this is kind of not uh, like once things start to open up again and more opportunities arise, then I I made it a point to get back into wrestling and and stick with it this time and don't let anything get in the way. And don't mm -hmm. don't let any um, you know, d don't allow setbacks, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so I stuck with it, and uh, here we are. You know, I'm, I yeah. mean, you're crushing it. I mean, you just had yeah. an incredible <laughs> run as the the All Star Wrestling Champion, and I mean, like. I was going through and watching some of your matches. And I mean, that the one match you had to win the championship off Mr. Ferguson, I mean, I'm watching that and you got him up for that pop-up power bomb and just held him up there. And like twice. Fer yeah, Fergie's a, a <laughs> solid dude. So like that just showed your strength there. Yeah. 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 If he's uh I don't even want to guess the weight on the guy, man. Like <laughs> yeah it was uh that match was like it meant a lot to me because it was it was just like you know just going into it it was it was surreal knowing that this was going to be the moment that i would finally be able to say that i've held a championship mm -hmm. this this um this early into my career Mm -hmm. Right, because I, at, at that point, I, I think I only had like a little over twenty matches in me, mm -hmm. and so it was like, and the fact that they the promoters had enough um, uh, enough faith in me to to represent the company, yeah, by holding a championship of that prestige, is just like it was just mind blowing. Like mm -hmm. even just being told you're, you know, you're the guy we're gonna go with. You know what I mean? Even if it was just for a short amount of time, it was still like, it was just surreal to me, man. Cause like growing up, you know, just watching all those guys, you know, the WWE, like, you know, guys like Cena and Randy Orton, Batista, you know, holding the championships. And I don't know, just like, just growing up, man, like watching, watching that, right. Like seeing that on TV and then you, you actually getting out here to live that like in, in real time is just, it's, it's insane. So mm -hmm. it was like, I didn't, I didn't know how to process it at the time. So mm -hmm. uh, when yeah. you look back at the run you had, I mean, what were your overall thoughts on it? I mean, uh, were you happy with the run? Was there anything that, you know, you kind of wished you could have done differently? 
Um, I was, I, I'd say it was a bit of both. I, I think at the beginning I was within, cause I, I had held it for, I think seven months. I think it was the, the overall reign. The, the first couple months I was very, I was obviously like, I was still going through that shock of like, Oh, I've, I've I'm the champ. It's crazy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last, the last few months was just like, it almost felt like I could have, I feel like I could have, like, I'm still, I was obviously always grateful to be champion, but I feel like I could have done a little bit more, I guess. A part of me feels like, I don't know, something was missing. Like, I could have, you know, defended it more, maybe. I didn't have, I, I, we didn't, I didn't have that many reigns, like that many, like, championship defenses. Yeah. With the title. Uh, and, uh, I don't know, just promoting the title more, I feel like I could have done a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um you know, on my social media, I guess I could have, but, but, you know, I, th- I think it was just the pressure of like being the champion this soon and, and like not being ready, I guess, like not feeling ready at the time, but I don't know. I I, I think I'm, I'm still in the early stages, you know? Uh, definitely. I mean, only a couple of years in, but being able to get that initial run, and it's something that you can build off going forward, you know, you know, next time that gold comes around, you know, doing more to promote yourself, pushing, you know, for, you know, more opportunities with opponents and things like that, you know, like you've experienced the first run, you yourself, you know, want to continue to grow and can push for that for the second one. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, th- I think, I think it was just like kind of a, I see it more as like, a trial run, I guess, like, or, or I guess it just gives you uh, a sense on how it's like to be the champ. Yeah. And now that you've got a sense of that, it's like, okay, you, you could, you could take a lot from that and learn from it and uh, see what you can do differently the next time you get put in that position. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I view it right now. I mean, you've been a mainstay with uh, ASW. Um, I know you, you worked a few matches for dungeon wrestling as well. Yeah. What was that experience like? Uh, that surreal, yeah. surreal. Yeah. Um, just due to just 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 due to the fact that because I'm this is like the, these are different set of wrestlers. These are like guys that have been on like television. Um, these guys. I guess have a little bit more of a, uh, I guess they're more household names sort sort of thing. So to be, to be surrounded in that um, environment, like the locker room of dungeon wrestling is like, it's just like, it, 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 there's more pressure to say the least. Um, Yeah. So it's like, it's, uh, it's a, it's kind of a mix of a bunch of emotions. It's like, it's excitement. Like it's, it's very exciting working for that company, but it's also a little bit overwhelming mm-hmm. as well. And it could be also quite scary. <laughs> it, it, you know, you got Bret Hart backstage walking around, you know what I mean? You got, you got these big names like Chris Masters and just like, you know, it's like, yeah, it's mind blowing. 
Well, that that's a perfect segue because I mean, I wanted to ask because I know you had the chance to sit down and talk to Brett. And I was curious about, you know, like what that conversation was like for you and just like what you were able to take away from that. Because I mean, he's, he's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And I think the chance to talk to him for any, any wrestler right now would be just a, a very beneficial for them. Yeah. Uh, it, it was just, uh, he was kind of, he was telling me just to like work on just the things that I, that I can work on, on and improve in the ring. Um, and just like, he talks a lot, of, he talked a lot about how he, he thinks that I, he sees potential in, in me and that if, if I, if I just keep getting experience, like more experience and like just get more reps in because he already sees the improvement, but it's just, he's just like, if I, if I were to just keep going and getting, you know, just really apply myself, then I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I'll do great things in this business. Mm-hmm. So it was just a lot of like, a lot of critiques and a lot of uh, encouragement at the same time. So, mm-hmm. and I think that's something I, I need, I need to hear at the moment in this point in my career. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, cause I, one of the great things up on your Instagram was almost like a highlight reel that you put up there of 2023 and I was yes. going through watching it and like, you know, anyone who sees you, you know, like sees a match, they're going to see the power. They're going to see the strength, you know, like the size, but then like the agility, just the, you know, the fact that you can do like a standing backflip onto a guy. And it's like those little things, it's like, just help you create more of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. So with, you know, (laughs) with I was blown away when I saw that because like, I didn't expect it. Like I I see you standing there and next thing you know, it's a backflip. I'm like, Holy shit. I I think, I think a lot of people don't expect it because it's like for the longest time, it was just like, it was just a lot of like uh, power moves, you know what I mean? Like suplexes and like, you know, military presses and all these crazy, you know what I mean? Like just like strength moves, but they they would never, out of all that, like a, a freaking like moonsault, like. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's just, it's just unexpected. Yes. Yeah. I get, yeah. Well, <laughs> when it comes to like in-ring work, like, who do who do you think that you take the most like um what's the word I'm looking for like that influences the most? Um, in in terms of in ring work, I want to say, I want to say like guys like Bobby Lashley, um, uh, Bobby Lashley, a bit of Kurt Angle, mm-hmm. uh. Uh, just like um, a lot of guys that like Brock Lesnar, a lot of the kind of like versatile guys, the guys that can kind of do a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got, you got a guy like Kurt Angle, who's like very fast and agile, but he could also do a, a belly to belly or belly to back on big show. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's like you're, just guys that are like un- like unpredictable in their movements. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't like it's like a guy that kind of looks a certain way. You know, you wouldn't think he would do like like Brock Lesnar, like a guy like him. Like you wouldn't expect him to do a shooting star press out of the top rope. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's like what two 
275 and he's like he's moving like that big dude you know what i mean pull something off like that yeah so just a lot of the guys that you know just the unpredictable mm-hmm. of their moveset right so a lot of that a lot of those guys so i mean you made your debut in alberta and i mean just around the corner like I mean, I think it's days away is you're going to be taking part in the CWE tour, correct? Yeah, correct. Yes. Now, what are you most excited about for that? Because, I mean, it's those tours are something that I think all, most Canadian wrestlers take part in at some point. So what are you mm-hmm. looking forward to uh, most out of this? Uh, I think I'm, I'm looking forward to just getting to know everybody's, like to just, to kind of pick everybody's brain, mm-hmm. um, you know, because these are like these are these are wrestlers that have done this tour many times, and uh, they'll have a they'll have a good. Uh, it'll be it'll be good to kind of get an idea on what what to kind of expect, like especially like within the first few days of the tour. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be nice to just just picking their brains, um, you know. Uh, the traveling part itself, I think, is going to be nice. It's, it's going to like just driving from city to city. Um, I look very forward to because I've I haven't really had the opportunity to do that mm-hmm. in my career. Um, just just to get a sense on how that lifestyle is is like as a pro wrestler. Um, and uh, just uh, just gaining knowledge, honestly, from everybody that's going to be there because these are guys that have been around for for years and some decades even probably so it's like you know getting different opinions i guess from everyone else you know like yeah and just learning from every like uh from everyone Mm -hmm. i mean i'm i'm very excited like when i saw that you were going to be here in winnipeg it was one of those like fuck yes because like i mean (laughs) when you get people from out west or out east anywhere coming here to winnipeg i mean because we aren't very there's not many places around. So unless you're going to do one of those tours, it's tough to come into town. So I saw you were announced for that and I was like, shit. All right, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Definitely had to jump, jump at the chance. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, I wanted to ask because when I did Google your name, I saw a IMDB credit and that was for dark side of the ring. Mm, yes. I wanted to ask about your experience with that and what that was like. Uh, it's the way that started. Well, I guess I'll start from the beginning. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I was in my room. I was just kind of just going through my phone, you know, um, just doing whatever, I guess, right? And then uh, I got this. Uh, I got this message uh, on like through messenger from somebody. Uh, it was just like, it was just kind of voice notes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it was just one of those bots. I thought it was just, Oh, okay. It's just a, it's just another, like, there's probably not a real account, like a fake account, you know? So I just kind of ignored it, but then I kept getting more of those notifications. And I was like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta check this out. I got, okay, let's just see what this is about. And I, I, I go on, I go on the, the message board and I, I, I listened to the recordings, the voice notes and it's, um, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Oh, I can't remember. I feel really bad for not remembering, but he basically was telling me, uh, about dark side of the ring and how they're looking for, 
uh, a Tony Atlas um, to for someone to play Tony Atlas for their upcoming season four, uh, their their um, their, their I guess the premiere of season four mm-hmm. at the time. Um, and I, and he just kept like he just gave me all the details, and I was like, this can't be real. This can't be. So I looked more into it. Lo and behold, it was real. And I was like, what? Okay, I got to jump at this. <laughs> and so yeah, I jumped at the chance. Um, I booked my flight. Well, they they had everything booked for me. It was all it was all said and done once I once I decided I'm gonna do it. And um, I guess yeah. Long story short, going into yeah. So the experience was was great. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody was was uh, welcoming. Uh, you know, positive vibes all around. Uh, I was only there for a few days. It was like probably two days. It was so it wasn't it wasn't too long of a process, but I only did a couple scenes. Uh, but it was still for for the short time that I was there. It was gr- just amazing, just amazing playing Tony Atlas. And, I, I had to go yeah. back to watch the episode because, like, when I saw that, I was like, "Okay, I mean, look, I, I love Junkyard Dog, but like JYD was not." that jacked so i mean like okay <laughs> i'm watching and then it's like okay it's tony s is okay that makes more yeah. sense <laughs> yeah yeah uh, now I, I i i mentioned the match with uh mr ferguson and for yourself yeah. i mean are there any matches you've had in this short time that really stand out to you that you're very proud of um, definitely the match with Chris Masters at Dungeon Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Dungeon Wrestling, I th- I think that's the one match that stood out for sure, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, just to get to work with a guy of that, of 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 a superstar of his caliber, uh, was is just was mind blowing. Um, he gave me a lot of critiques after the match, so I I listened to those critiques and I just I kept rewatching the match over and over and I saw some of the things that I could have improved on and I've started applying it to to my future to my matches after that and so um I, and I think for that reason th- that match was, was what stood out to me because I think that match uh kind of changed the way that I approach my other match like uh you know just like uh um, th- now, I mean, I don't normally ask this, but because, I mean, you're only a few years into it, you haven't really branched out too far from Western Canada, but in this time, have you been able to see anyone out there that you do want to face off with that you haven't yet? Uh, that's a good, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, oh, just a lot of, there's not, I, I wouldn't say there's anyone in particular um, it's just, it, I think it's a lot of just wanting to, to go to different, so like maybe going down to the States, um, mm-hmm. or go, go to like Mexico or just learn different styles. Yeah. Um, I think that's the one thing I think that would part of the world and like, yeah, just like wrestling guys of different styles, I guess, just mm-hmm. so I can add more to my my repertoire i guess so yeah um okay i got two more for you then i'll I'll let you go enjoy your uh friday evening 
I have to ask, 315 pounds on incline bench? Dude, that is ridiculous. Oh, where'd you, where'd you get that? <laughs> Up on your YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if it's only two reps, man, like oh, I, man. I, I bang off 225 and it was like, I don't know if I need to do any more, yeah. but like 350. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I've only, I've been stuck at that. I mean, I've done more. It's weird because with incline, it's like, I'll be, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll be able to do it for like 10 reps one week. Mm-hmm. And then the following week, for some reason, my my rep range just reduces. Like I'm not able to do as much mm-hmm. as many reps, which is very frustrating. And I I feel like I've been kind of like been trying to figure out why that's the case for the longest time. But I just I just can't figure out why. I, it just like my my strength like fluctuates a lot when it comes to incline. So it's it's weird. Like I. I have that same trouble just with regular bench where like I'll like I'll be cruising some days like 295 no problem and then like I I get it where I just can't and I drop down to like 275 and I have oh, no yeah. no I don't understand why and then like a week later it's up to 315 and I'm just like I I give up I don't know <laughs> Yeah it's it's weird man it's it, but three, at the end of the day 315 is 315 Yeah right so it's it's always gonna be heavy, no, no matter how much strength you gain, right? You're you, like you're just it's always gonna be heavy, oh, heavy yeah. weight. So. Three fifty. You'll always feel it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I like to yeah. ask everybody for a match recommendation. So one that you're a fan of, that you think the listeners listeners should go check out. So whether it's like WWE or Independence or anything, but just one that you personally are a fan of uh personally i i honestly i think if i had to think of one that really stands out because i've i've been watching a lot of like five-star classics lately um so it's hard to pick one in particular but if if i really had to pick one probably probably uh cm punk john cena money in the bank 2011 yep hell of a match yeah that's uh yeah, I, I think yeah. that's definitely um, one that stood out, stands out to mm-hmm. me, at least. I'm sure you want me to explain why, or if you want to, you can. It's, it's by, but if for me, I know, yeah. like I watched that match and it was a fucking incredible match. The <laughs> everything about it, the, the just the crowd yeah. alone made that match awesome. Oh um, yeah. It, it, yeah, I think a big part of that was the crowd, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, the story behind it as well. Uh, yes. Going into the match. What do you have for upcoming shows? I know you're a part of the CWE tour. Do you have anything else besides that? I got the seat. So, so you could also check me out at, uh, I will be working Dungeon Wrestling March 29th mm-hmm. at the Victoria Pavilion. Uh, um, and I, I believe that's as far as I know. At right now um but i will be getting more bookings pretty soon yeah perfect so uh yeah so that's yeah <laughs> and for that's the for next the, one march for, 29th for those listening where can they find you up on social media just so they can make sure that they see all these bookings 
you could find me at on Instagram at Leon Locombo altogether, no caps. Uh, I also uh, tw- uh, Twitter as well uh, at the Mighty Locombo, and um, that's really all I have. <laughs> and uh, you know, <laughs> that's all you need. And uh, Facebook. Yeah, that's really all you need. Facebook is just my name, Leon Lacombo. It's, it's you know, that's that's really, yeah. That's Perfect. Leon, I'm yeah. very excited to see you when you come here in uh, Winnipeg, come here to Winnipeg for CWE. And I truly appreciate you yes. taking time out to uh, talk to me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much to Leon and thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on all social media, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, up on all podcast streaming platforms, and email grainmakerpodcast at gmail.com for any questions, comments, concerns, anything like that. And you can find me every Saturday up on Love Wrestling, doing four exposure with my good friend Pluggo as we take a look at the world of independent wrestling. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.